Welcome to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower and inspire you on your personal journey. From her cattle ranch in Alberta, this sassy psychic cowgirl uses her connections to universal energies to guide you to greater awareness and wisdom. morning everybody welcome to the show it is a sunny warm wednesday here we're busy into our calving season and it is going well and they are so cute (laughs) i spend a lot of time outside because well why wouldn't i right it's just so fabulous so fabulous you know, this has felt like it has been the longest winter. Ugh. And so now that it's sunny, I'm, I just, I don't want to be in. I want to be out there, and I am. It's uh, fun and um, challenging because we had so much snow, and now it's all melting, and I have to navigate um, through the snowdrifts and the ice, Because when moms have babies, we tend to be a little protective, right? All of us women can relate to that. We get it. And so I don't get mad at them because, hello, (laughs) we're the same. And so I have to, like, be strategic and plot my trail to make sure that if, you know, I come around a corner of a shed or a wind fence, there's a mama with a new baby that I can, you know, stay safe. It does entertain me. It just does, because I get it. (laughs) I would be the same. I have been, probably. Anyways, and then watching the little babies run around, oh, my gosh, so cute. And they have their tails in the air, and they race around. Oh, my gosh, it's the best ever. I love calving season, even though with all the stress of it, it's so worth it, right? It's worth the heartache sometimes when things happen. And it's worth the challenges of, you know, not as much sleep and having to check and worry. It's totally worth it. What did you do in your life that is challenging and takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of everything, but it's totally worth it? It's worth the effort that we put in. Because we have to be aware and conscious of, you know, complaining too much because that's kind of how our world is right now, right? Like we just can get stuck in that rut or that pattern of always looking at the challenges or the negative parts of everything instead of also turning it around and celebrating the happy parts of everything, you know? Sure, it's a challenge walking across my pasture and I've fallen on the ice, I've fallen in puddles, all that stuff. And I do swear, not going to lie, <laughs> there's some pasture words that happen, but it's worth it. And even when I'm getting stuck in the, oh, man, I didn't save that calf because we did have a rough start to calving. Oh, if I would only shoulda, woulda, coulda, right? And you have to go through that and process that. 
don't discount it because I believe everything has a piece of energy. Everything is energy. We know that. And so when you don't process something or when you just stick it on a shelf in your mind and say, I'll deal with it later, I believe it creates a piece of energy. It does in my world anyway. You know, energetically, we feel when we're forgetting to do something. Energetically, we can feel it when we're supposed to return a call. Like just anything and everything has an energy vibration to it. And so if you are procrastinating about something or you are refusing to deal with something, It would make sense that that energetic vibration gets stuck somewhere, doesn't it? And so how does it manifest itself? I think in everybody it's different. It was interesting because I was having a conversation with a good friend and we hadn't spoken in quite a while because, you know, life is busy and crazy. And I was totally shocked to find out that her husband had just spent a whole bunch of time in the hospital, and when she was telling me about it, it ended up that he had some cysts, and they had a hard time finding them. It was just this crazy situation that, yeah, it, it didn't get out of control. I shouldn't say it's not that. It's just that it was hard for them to find out what was going on. Anyways, so I said to her, I said that I'm always interested and what the causes of things are, even if it's none of my business. Because I believe in energy, and it fascinates me. Because I believe our mind and our own personal energy can do amazing things, if we know how, or if we're able to tap into it. And so when she was telling me all this, I kept seeing like collections of energy, and I said to her, well, how does he process, like, if he's mad or sad? Or, and she said, well, he just keeps it all inside. And we were, you know, we went down that, that road and talking about it because then she was, like, saying that he was on this really great exercise program that he chose. And, and when he does that, it works well for him because he has a way to process the energy that is not necessarily – like talking about it with someone, because we all process differently. As you all know, if you've been listening, I have a stair stepper, and I love it because I can use it to stomp out my frustrations because otherwise it collects in my energy, in my body, and I don't know how it will manifest itself. Or um, sometimes it manifests itself in a cold, or I, I will get a sinus infection, um, if I'm not dealing with stuff, like there's certain things that happen, right? And so I have this stair stepper, and I'm pretty good at using it. I can tell when I haven't because I need to get rid of that energy, especially when it's wintertime and I can't be outside. Like right now I get to go stomp around in my pasture, well, carefully when it's icy. <laughs> and there's piles of fertilizer everywhere. But I do... Um, consciously be aware of what my personal outlet is like how do I process stuff and how do I let it not collect 
And this does relate to boundaries. So for the last month, um, I have been doing extra work with the adult literacy that I, that I tutor for because the executive director was on holidays. Yay, her. And I didn't think it through. That's not even true because I would have done this anyway. I know for myself I have to try it before I know if I need to set boundaries around it. Are you guys like that? And so I took on all this extra stuff, this mostly in March, and um, it was a lot. It was too much. I was stressed about it because of calving in the winter, and but I didn't know until I knew. Does that make sense? Now, here's what I find fascinating, because as I was like chatting with myself, I realized that I get to walk my talk here. I know, isn't it fabulous when we get those ahas? Because I realized that I could go down a path where, well, you know, she asked me to do this and she needed me and, you know, I felt like I had to say yes, and, but that's not true. But I could have that story and it would also fit. And I want you just to, like, ponder that. It's really easy for us to blame somebody else or circumstances where we felt we had to say yes instead of taking a good look at ourselves and why we said yes. Because she didn't force me, heck no. Although a few years ago I did try to step away from this whole thing and she talked me into staying. (laughs) That part is on her. I'm just making a funny here. Okay, so I could, and I could go down that road and say, you know, I just felt I had to because there's nobody else that could do it except me. And even listen to my tone because that snappish, sharp little, well, I had to do it. And we get so self-righteous about it. That's an indication that something is awry in your boundaries. And we do this all the time. And it's not good or bad. It's good information. As you know, I'm always preaching, and I get to use that because I'm a reverend. Awareness is the key to everything. Know who you are and why you do what you do, and you can make good decisions. Figuring that out, though, my goodness, not easy, not even close. We can be socially conditioned, especially as women, to be nice, and you don't see this. Maybe you hear my air quotes around that word. (laughs) I totally roll my eyes, yet I use it often as nice. That's nice that that's happening to you. But we're conditioned to be polite. We're conditioned to, you know, put other people first. Great. If it makes you happy and and it doesn't, like, mess you up. But don't have that as an obligation because then that is what will mess you up. Oh, I have to say yes. So when I was Googling spiritual boundaries, because I like to get some, some stuff, I'm reading Psychology Today, and here's the story that they have about this. And I feel like this is really kind of common. Like this is how we're kind of conditioned. And so I'm just going to read it to you. 
Madeline always prided herself in being a nice girl. As a child, she was taught that being kind to others was a virtue. She grew up paying special attention to the positive feedback she received for being nice and pleasing to others. She derived much of her self-worth from putting the feelings and needs of others well above her own. Now, fast forward to 31. Madeline could not understand why, now that she's 31, her coworkers dumped extra work on her, why her family constantly intruded on her personal space, and why men she had dated years ago continued trying to be part of her life, even after she told them she had started seeing someone else. Stressed and burned out, Madeline finally reached her wit's end after her boyfriend of two years entered their relationship because she couldn't stop responding to suitors out of kindness. Madeline knew it was time for a change. She needed stronger boundaries. Boundaries can be defined as the limits we set with other people which indicate what we find acceptable and unacceptable in their behavior towards us. So boundaries are the limits we set. But here's the glitch, I guess. We don't know what our limits are until we do know, right? Because you can say no to everything, but then you feel like you're being left out and no one's including you. Like, that creates its own stuff. We can say yes to everything and then feel put upon and victims and burnt out. And so you have to find a balance, but it's not an equal balance. It's day by day, situation by situation. And aren't we experiencing that? Isn't crazy stuff happening? And you're like, okay. We are learning. Accelerated learning. And every day is different. I Seriously, I just say to people, you have to take it day by day. Figure it out slowly. Be gentle with yourself. But be clear. Really, really understand your own patterns, your own parts, your own beliefs. Um, right now, Alberta is going to get, it is actually already since yesterday. So yesterday, our premier announced there's going to be an election, April 16th. And holy hay crops, it's already messy. There's like bashing, all the candidates are bashing each other, and I don't love that. I don't. I don't have a problem with who you chose choose to support. I'm not going to try to convince you one way or the other. It's a personal choice, and I completely respect that. And I do my own research and figure out who I want to support. And I expect other people to respect that as well. That is one of my boundaries. I don't want to hear it. If you want to talk about it, I will listen politely. That doesn't mean I'll agree with you. I might not let you know that, though, because really personal. And what I do like about it all right now is that so many more people are getting involved, and that's stellar. I don't think everybody should believe one way because it's not that way. So the, the power that's in government right now works really well for lots and lots of people but it doesn't work well for lots of other people. And we should be mutually respectful of that. Because at the end of the day, we are in our own personal survival mode, right? We choose what's going to work because our world is just 
weird. <laughs> I know I say that every day, but I don't know how else to explain it. And every day we learn more about ourselves, about our way in the world. And you know what I love about spring, though? Hopefulness. Yes, I'm not looking forward to the mess that's going to be this next month with the mudslinging, the politics, and all of that. But I do look forward to it being done. (laughs) When it's April 17th, which is my mom's birthday, I look forward to that day, and I'm going to celebrate no matter what happens because it's done. Um, Just be aware of your own personal boundaries with this. Like, you can get into heated debates if that makes you happy. There is a lot of people it does make happy. Know that about yourself. Engage in that about yourself. Like, there's no way of going about, like, this political stuff that's right or wrong I feel I don't know I don't know I will say this be respectful of other people's boundaries if you're like having a conversation with someone and you're being very passionate about something and you feel them checking out or look at them and they're like looking away and they're trying hard not to roll their eyes please stop please respect their boundaries I know that this kind of a situation brings out the passion in people And yay. But just respect someone else's boundaries about it. I just said to my friend this morning, yeah, I'll be limiting my time on the Internet because I just, I I don't want to engage in it. And that is my personal boundary and choice, right? So back to our lovely article. Boundaries can be defined as the limits we set with other people which indicate what we find acceptable and unacceptable in their behavior towards us. The ability to know our boundaries generally comes from a healthy sense of self-worth or valuing yourself in a way that is not contingent on other people or the feelings they have towards you. And then it goes on. It's a really interesting article. It's on Psychology Today, and it goes on and talks about boundaries. Um, here's some tips they have about setting boundaries. Know your limits. They have created a boundary chart. And actually in my hypnosis class that I'm taking right now about healthy boundaries, they do, they do have that. Be assertive. Um, it can be scary, though, so start small. Don't don't be like be assertive in ways that are comfortable for you. Right? Is a distant cousin intruding on your dating life? Say that you'd rather talk about something else. Is a work colleague pushing his or her work onto you? Remind them that that isn't within your scope. You are busy with your own work and direct them to someone who can be of better service. I am good at that part. If someone asks me to do something and it's not something I'm good at, because my ability to be empathic and pay attention to other people, I usually know who would be good at it, and I send them there. Now, here's one that I fail at. Did a friend do something to hurt you? Ask them to meet you for lunch and explain why their words or actions hurt you. 
I don't do that. I don't. I've tried it, and I ended up them not being my friend anymore. And so I know for my personal self, just the way I roll, the way it works out for me, I don't do that. I um, will go process it. And if a similar situation presents itself, I do steer it away. I guess I do preventative stuff instead of reactive stuff after I've learned that that didn't work for me. Now, I realize in the big scheme of things, obviously, we weren't supposed to stay friends if that's how it went. But, yeah, this one I struggle with all the time. Still working on it. So if any of you have any fabulous tips, please let me know. Um, Practice having your boundaries. That is a huge one. Because it doesn't come natural always, right? And practice does make it easier. And even practice, like, in little ways at first. I even have trouble setting boundaries with my animals. (laughs) Oh, white kitty cat, you want to lay here in front of my computer and be in my way when I'm trying to do some work? Of course. Becoming aware of the boundaries you do or don't keep, even with your pets, your children, everybody, is good information. We just need to get to know ourselves, and then we can make better choices. But be careful that you, you know, you don't be too hard on yourself. And then, you know, be careful about being a victim. Like I used in my example when I took on all this extra work, I could totally blame the person whose job I was doing. But it's not, it's not that at all. I wanted to try it. I seriously did. And it gave me some valuable information. I truly adore the flexibility of my schedule being in business for myself. I mean, to a point, my flexibility, because the cows dictate my schedule all the time. The cows and the horses and everybody here that I'm, you know, helping survive. But I like the flexibility because oftentimes I'll have a conversation with my husband and I'll think, well, should I go get a stable job where I'm paid a certain amount and I'm at work like 8 to 4, whatever, 9 to 5, whatever it is, because I feel like this is too good that I'm kind of not pulling my weight, so to speak, because I like what I'm doing. Yes, I know. Can you hear that? Can you hear how that negative self-talk and how I'm socially conditioned to like, oh, I should go out and get a job because I can and bring in a steady income. But yet, that's not what makes me happy. But probably at least once or twice a year, you know, when I'm looking at our bank accounts and stuff and we're paying bills, I have this conversation. And we talk it through and realize that no. Because if I'm not here, chances are our animals will not survive as well as they are. And so I have to choose. But it is that social conditioning. 
That's something really pay attention to. Pay attention to what you feel you have to do, even if it's not what is good for you. Or maybe, and maybe owning your own business and being like this isn't good for you. Maybe it's not your thing. Maybe you don't have what it takes to make it work. I don't know your life. That's something you have to figure out for yourself. But you're not going to know unless you try it, but you have to be practical about it. Make sure you can pay all your bills and everything while you're figuring it out. That's, you know, I counsel and coach a lot of people on business stuff. And do I believe in taking a chance? Absolutely. But I believe in taking practical chances. And make sure you're prepared and that you've thought it through. That is probably because I'm not a gambler. And I fully state that, except for I have cows, so I guess I am kind of a gambler. Again, it's knowing you, knowing your personal make you completely stressed out. Fear of poverty is huge. Huge, huge, huge. And be careful of getting into that negative rabbit hole. It's really easy to do right now. Really easy, unfortunately. I know, it's going to be a crazy month in Alberta, but we'll figure it out. It's nice that it's springtime and the temperatures have improved drastically so that we can have some sunshine to balance out the chaos. But it's not just in Alberta. It's everywhere. We're, we're just navigating this different world, and we don't know how. And that's creating fear and anxiety. You need to figure it out. Figure it out for yourself. It's totally a personal energy thing. Um, I found this interesting. When your boundaries are um, hit or miss or you're not sure of them, you can easily take on the emotions and the needs of others. easy because you're not sure of your own to know where those lines need to be drawn or where you need to be and so you just help others because you know what it feels good but it does have a consequence where you get stressed out burnt out resentful angry and so you have to like Figure it out. I know. I wish I had a magic answer sometimes, but I don't. Boundaries are so messy, but they're worth it. You know? They're worth it. And that lots of times you just have to experience these situations to know what the boundaries should be, could be, choices, all of that stuff, Right? You don't know until you know. It's just the way it is. We're definitely in an experience everything right now energy, aren't we? Not sure how I feel about that. I mean, I do like experiencing things. It is one of the things that I drive myself a little bit crazy sometimes. 
because I don't know what I like or don't like until I experience it. Just the way I roll. And at the same time, I uh, do get clarity from it. And, you know, I don't know. We're, we're just in this crazy energy, and boundaries are going to keep showing up and slapping us in the face until we figure it out. So let's get working on it, right? I am just checking the time. No, we're good. All right. So I know that um, you need to know some of the things about boundaries to know if you have a healthy boundary about it. Oh, but even when you have a healthy boundary and you say no and you know that someone else is disappointed, you have to figure out how you're going to handle that. How often do we cave? And I'm looking at myself here. (laughs) But sometimes you cave and it works out okay. I know, right? Wouldn't it be nice if there was a manual or a straight line, but nothing's a straight line right now. It's all curvy, crazy, figure it out as you go along. But know who you are, right? And I'm going to keep going back to the fact that this election stuff has started and people feel very strongly. But it's a good analogy for having boundaries because you can feel very passionate about something and try to express while you're doing it. So while we're busy you know, figuring out our own boundaries, we also need to be aware of when we are intruding on someone else's. The fine art of keeping your mouth shut is my go-to if I feel like I might be intruding on someone's boundaries. And ask a lot of questions. Check in with people. Like, is that okay? Or I feel like you don't want to talk about this. That's okay. We don't have to. I can't tell you how often I say that. It's often. I didn't realize at first that I was actually just checking in if they're okay with their boundaries. Because we all are in this, like, figuring it out energy. And maybe they don't know that I'm that they're feeling intruded upon until I bring it up. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. I, I don't want to talk about that. I know. It's messy. But we will figure it out. That I have faith in. And the fact that it's the first day of spring, and it's International Happiness Day, I seem at a full moon. Lots of good stuff going on. Gosh, the moon was so pretty this morning. I did not do my wallet fill it up thing because I'm too busy right now. (laughs) If you don't know what that is, I'll post it on my Psychic Cowgirl Facebook page. I have this little intention thing that you um to attract money and it seriously works it is so cool so cool okay so healthy boundaries here's some things it's human nature for people to take the path of least resistance if they can find someone else to do it or take responsibility for it that's what they'll do Ask yourself, how can I keep myself from becoming a target for people without compromising my values? 
you have trouble deciding if a boundary is healthy or not, because of course we all want healthy boundaries, if you, have, if you witness the behavior or hear about it or you know, help somebody else with, with it, a behavior that you're receiving, if you see it happening to somebody else, would it strike you as wrong or unacceptable? Do you feel like you're being guilted, manipulated, or coerced into doing, saying, or thinking something that you wouldn't otherwise do, think, or say? Um, here's some more tips and tools about if your um, boundaries need adjusting or if you have some unhealthy things happening, if you feel unable to say no, if you feel responsible for others' emotions. I have to work on this one constantly because I do feel it. I do know it. Um, you're so concerned about what others think that you will discount your own thoughts, opinions, and intuition. Because other people are louder does not mean they're right. Your energy is getting so drained by something that you neglect your own needs. Huge. Then we end up sick because we need to stop. That happens to me. Your boundaries need adjusting if you're constantly people-pleasing. If you have the inability to make decisions, if you believe your happiness depends on others, if you feel anxious or afraid, if you're just not sure what you really feel. And we can get that in that place quite easily, can't we? Because we can keep ourselves distracted and refuse to feel what we're feeling because it's uncomfortable, but you need to process it. You really need to process it. If you take on moods or emotions of others around you, you need to figure out some boundaries. If you become overly sensitive to criticism, now that one's tricky because of course we're sensitive to criticism. It sucks. But if you can take what they're saying and understand all the sides of it and take what fits and helps. I often get critical. (laughs) I'll get emails, mainly sometimes text messages, where they're completely criticizing, and then they're trying to tell me that it's constructive criticism. And it's, no, there's a difference between constructive criticism and attack. And oftentimes, it's the delivery. But here's the thing. I'm psychic. I know what your intention is with the delivery. But I have to take a step back, take a deep breath, and answer them. I understand You know, I'll try to do better if that's an appropriate answer. Even if I don't or I am totally upset that they're being so overly critical. 
but I can unpack it, and that's what you do. You unpack it piece by piece. Because at the end of the day, we actually don't necessarily know what's going on in someone else's life that causes them to do what they do. At the same time, we need to have boundaries. Because even if your life is a shit show, you don't get to be mean to other people because of it. As you all know, if you've been listening, I'm holding someone accountable for their rude behavior to me right now. And I wish they could have it. I wish they were adult enough to apologize. They are not, and so they're just going to have to live with the consequences of what they've done because you know what? An apology will go a long way. There's a uh, meme right now that a friend had posted. Your apology needs to be just as loud as your disrespect. I love that. And now perhaps for boundary setting, I need to let them know that I expect an apology I'll think about that and ponder that. What I will do is I will say to the universe, our divine guidance, everything, give me an opportunity to have the conversation if that's what needs to happen. Because sometimes I don't know if I need to have a conversation or not. So that's my go-to tip. Ask the universe to present the situation so that if if it shows up, essentially on a silver platter, you know to have the conversation. Does that make sense? Ask for divine guidance to know. This morning, like our divine guidance right today is awesome. Tap in, tune in, ask questions, get some information if you need it. This morning, uh, I had a set of keys that I couldn't find. And it's my spare set, so it ends up just in a pocket or just, you know, bottom of my purse somewhere, and I couldn't find it. I'm like, oh, darn, I put laundry in. I better check, make sure it's not in the pocket of something there. And I did that. And I'm like, yeah, it'll show up if it's supposed to. It's okay. And I kept hearing that. When I was searching, ignoring that little intuitive voice, it's kind of soft and pleasant. It's okay. It'll show up. You'll find it. It's okay. Don't stress about this. Because lots of times when other things are going on, we will end up focusing on something little, as a distraction or as a, I don't know, a way to not deal with what we need to deal with. And I'm like, okay, 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 deep breath in. Because I do have something that I have to figure out. And then, you know, put my kids on the bus, did everything. And I come around the corner of my kitchen, and I had a vest sitting on a chair, hanging on the back of a chair, and I look And poking out of the pocket, just enough for me to notice, was this set of keys. Now, how it wasn't there before, I know this. How random and adorable is that? Completely random and adorable. I'm like, okay, I get it. Quit worrying about things that I don't need to worry about but I was feeling a little edgy because of this election energy. And, yeah, how often do you do that? You'll become fixated on something that really doesn't need to be fixed right this minute, but you do it anyway. That's just human nature. And just become aware of that. So what am I avoiding Oh, lots of stuff. (laughs) Of course, I'm a human living in this world. As I sit there and said that, I'm like, 
four things popped into my mind. Good times. We're, it's messy, messy, but we also, we got this. We got this. All right. So I need to make sure I have time for the chakra cleanse. All right. So shake up your energy if you need to before we get started on this chakra cleanse. Where's my inductions? Nice. All right. Give yourself a nice breath in. It's time to become aware of your breathing. Just notice it for a few moments. Take these moments to gently focus on your breath. Then let's take three big, deep breaths. As deeply as possible. Beginning to release and then letting go. Releasing and letting go. As your normal, natural breathing begins to occur, imagine a gentle, warm, balmy breeze as it wafts around, wafting around head, neck, and shoulders. And with every breath, As the breeze continues to move gently around, there's a gently and easily releasing and a letting go feeling going on, becoming more and more comfortable with every breath. Across the upper back, circling around through the chest, a warm and nurturing feeling as this breeze continues to comfort down both arms, hands, and fingers, releasing and letting go. And with every breath taken, perhaps there may begin to be some wondering, is this beautiful breeze breathing me? Or am I breathing the breeze? Just letting go of tension, letting go of stress, just being in this moment right now to recharge, renew, and rebalance. With every breath, this lovely breeze continues circling around through the mid-back, around through your solar plexus, with every breath drifting deeper now. The gentle sensations of the warm, balmy breeze as it continues around through the lower back and circling around through the belly, releasing and letting go. Becoming more and more comfortable with every breath. The breeze continues moving around, around thighs, knees and calves, ankles, and around through feet, 
now and with every breath, becoming completely and thoroughly comfortable, calm, and at ease, being at one with the breeze, and the breeze is still gently, easily moving all around and moving all through, helping you release, helping you just let go. Enjoying, releasing the breeze. And now we're going to move on to our chakra balancing. This is a meditation to balance and cleanse our chakras. I'd like you to sit up straight, have your feet flat on the floor, nothing crossed. Give yourself a nice breath in and out. I would like you to visualize or imagine deep, thick roots growing out the bottom of your feet, deep, deep into Mother Earth. Feel yourself grounding and connecting with Mother Earth with those deep, thick roots. Nice breath in and out. Now, imagine or visualize a white ball of energy coming up from each of those roots into the bottom of your feet. Visualize or imagine those balls of light traveling up your legs. You may feel a warm, tingling sensation. Move those balls of light up your legs, through your shin, past your knees, up your thighs, higher, higher, and then both balls of white light are going to join together at your root chakra, at your pelvis. Your root chakra deals with feelings and energies of having the right to be here. The root chakra is symbolized as red. I want you to imagine or visualize a red ball. Symbolism is personal. I want you to have something that you're focusing on. So if it's a red ball, I want you to start spinning it until it's bright, shiny, shiny red. Right now it may look cloudy or dirty. It may be really big or it may be really small. I want you to spin this ball of energy until it's shiny, bright, sparkly red. Spinning, spinning. The root chakra deals with energies of money, career, home, needs, and possessions. So it's really important to have this one balanced. I want you to spin it. Spin it, spin it until it's bright and shiny. If you are having trouble visualizing or imagining, Archangel Raphael will be there to help you. Archangel Raphael is also going to vacuum away all the cruddy energy that comes off your chakras. So spinning, spinning, spinning. We like to give this one a really good cleanse. Spin it just a smidge more. Fantastic. You are doing great. Kate? Now, this one is all shiny clean, and it's in your body. Again, there's no way to do this wrong. Now, I want you to move up to your sacral chakra, which is located midway between your pelvis and the base of your spine. This one's an orange ball of light. I want you to spin that one. This is where we have our feelings and emotions. Let's 
spin that one until it's bright, shiny orange. This is where we are able to set boundaries when we have this one balanced. Feeling joy. Let's really spin that one and give it a nice big cleanse. Spinning, spinning. Spinning, spinning. For all of us that have trouble saying no at times, you can feel why it would be important to have this one balanced. Excellent. Give it a few more spins until it's bright, shiny orange. You guys are doing fabulous. Okay, now that that one feels good, move up again to our solar plexus chakra. This one is the yellow one. This one is where we can make choices. We set our intentions through this one and have our will to do things. It involves self-direction, self-esteem, and the power of transformation. So let's spin this yellow light until it's bright, shiny, and sparkly clean. Spinning, spinning. Nice. Focus on spinning that one a little more. Perfect. I can feel all the energies flying off to be vacuumed away. You're going to feel so good after this. All right. So now that that one's all shiny, let's move up to our heart chakra. This one's green. This one deals with love and I give, I care, forgiveness, generosity. So let's spin this heart chakra until it's shiny green and infused with sparkles. We want to have a pretty heart chakra. And spinning, 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 spinning. Fabulous. Let's keep spinning that one. You're doing great. Spin it some more. Like everybody's is nice and sparkly, shiny. Okay, great. Now, put that one's back in place, let's move up to our throat chakra. This one is blue. We're going to spin that ball of light energy until it's shiny. This is the one where we have expression, where we listen, where we can communicate. It's all about using our voice. So let's spin, spin, spin this one. We can communicate clearly. Spinning, spinning. Fantastic. If you find that your throat chakra feels out of balance often, grab a sodalite or a lapis lazuli. Those stones will really help with that. I wear them when doing the radio show. It's really, really helpful. Okay, let's spin that one just a little bit more. You're doing fantastic. Okay, now that that one's all clean, let's move up to our third eye chakra located in our forehead. This one has to do with telepathy, intuition, imagination, visualizing, all that good stuff that you've been doing. So this one is the darker purple color, and we're going to spin it until it's very sparkly. Nice. Keep spinning. 
our intuitions located here, so we like to have this one clean so we can get our messages right. Keep spinning. Excellent. Spinning, spinning. Perfect. Kate, now that it's nice and shiny, clean, deep, deep purple. I see a lot of yours as deep, deep purple. Beautiful. Okay, let's move up to our crown chakra located at the top of our head. Now this one is a pale violet, or you might see it as clear. We're going to spin that ball of light until it's bright, shiny, clean, and sparkly. This is where our psychic and intuitive abilities can be found. Our faith, our connection to the divine, ability to trust life, values, ethics, courage. Lots of stuff happen in this crown chakra. So let's spin that one until it's really, really clean. Excellent. Great, you guys have been working on this. This one was pretty clean. Okay, so let's put that one where it's supposed to go. And remember, there's no way to do this wrong. Just the act of listening to my voice and doing this exercise will create the energy and it will happen. It's as simple as that. Let's just visualize or imagine that ball of light again, just right above your, your head. And then you're going to move it down, down through your face, down through your neck, down through your chest, down through your, through your pelvis. That ball of light is going to break into two, and each ball of light is going to go down your thighs, past your knees. You're going to feel refreshed, able to focus. You're going to have a lot of clarity after this meditation. Continue sending that ball of light through your, past your knees, down your shins, and out the bottoms of your feet and ground you deep, deep, deep into Mother Earth. And then you can bring your awareness back to the room, back to your body. Meditation is about doing what feels natural to you. You're letting the energy do the work. It takes a little trust, takes a little faith, but if you practice it, you can come back to this meditation anytime and replay it. Have an excellent day. You have been listening to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower you on your personal journey. To connect with Shannon directly, visit PsychicCowgirl.com. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-C-O-W-G-I-R-L.com.